Hey, Armin here. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. We cover training, nutrition, supplementation strategies, and a whole lot more. So stand by. Hey, and welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Eckelbarger. And I'm Frank Mills. And hey, welcome to the show today. We've got another great show for you. First of all, we're going to talk about Program 6 of Vince Garanda's Master Series. So we'll be digging into that. And then in the second part of the show, we're going to be talking about the benefits of dark meat poultry. Uh, some people, you know, a little skeptical about dark meat. We're going to talk about why it is, uh, well, why it's good, I guess. Right, Armin? Exactly. Absolutely. It's kind of (laughs) of ridiculous. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, I I just want to make sure that we thank everybody for watching and listening. Uh, We're getting your feedback. We're getting, you know, emails and communication comments on YouTube. So thank you for that. We appreciate it. And we enjoyed doing the show. So thank you so much. And I know NSP appreciates you watching and listening as well. All right, so let's get started, Armin. Um, What's involved in Program 6 in the Master Series by Vince Garanda? Okay, so at this point, as he's kind of coaching people through his his Master Series, he keeps making changes to the regimen, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. And the nutrition, he does make changes in nutrition with each one of these. I just haven't gotten too much into those because some of them are pretty similar, and we've covered a lot of those. So. That's mm-hmm. why I'm not including that in all these different ones, unless it's something different. But with this series here, um, he's talking about developing muscle. Mm-hmm. This is something we've talked about in the past. He talks about instinctive training, which is really interesting. Uh, his version of tempo. And then this is where he promotes on this particular series, the 10, 8, 6, 15 routine of sets and reps. Mm-hmm. So, which, uh, you know, a lot of people aren't really sure how this works. And so I think I'll give them some better understanding of what's involved with it. And, and it sounds pretty good. Yeah, it does. So I'm curious exactly what did Vince say about developing muscle? So again, we kind of touched on it in the past, but he basically says there's two parts. Mm-hmm. You have to develop capillaries okay, to expand the muscle tissue and more nerve pathways. Or another way of saying it is better and stronger nerve impulses to the muscle. So this is important for stimulation to make the body want to adapt to the stress. Uh, now, in his opinion, also to acquire larger muscles, you must increase the intensity of work that is done in a given period of time, which we've talked about before. So this is where he's talking about, you know, lifting a heavy weight is great. That's another form of intensity, but also performing at a... Um, at a faster pace is mm-hmm. another good form of what's called progressive resistance. So you shorten the time of training, all right? And then the overload principle, um, which what's important here is how much work you get done in a given amount of time. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, they're kind of, they're very similar, but he has them distinctively uh, noted so that you're just, you're, you're establishing what you're trying to accomplish in each of your workouts. Interesting. You know, you mentioned instinctive training, uh, Armin. What did Vince have to say about that? 
Uh, he didn't believe in it at all. <laughs> uh, his viewpoint was, um, you know, if, if you knew how to do things instinctively, you wouldn't even need a teacher. Uh-huh. Uh, and so that's who you, you, how would you devise a workout? Pro- that's why people need coaches to devise workout programs because right. they instinctively don't know. Uh, I mean, he said that the science is proven is not proven conclusively whether instinctive is acquired or innate, learned, uh, or a combination of both. So he just was not a big fan of that. And he also said that instinctive training is it's the animal's way of survival. If we still had this natural faculty, we really wouldn't be eating synthetic foods and contaminated spray foods to do that. Right. So he, right. Using the, he used an example like this of like Charles Atlas. You know, back in the day, every little uh, magazine would have this little ad in there for Charles Atlas. Right. You know, oh, yeah. About, the story, as you know, the story goes, you know, the big guy comes up, kicks sand in the face, and takes the girl. That's uh, right. Yeah. Well, instinctively, the, the <laughs> thing is, you don't want that to happen. But ego wise is another part of that thing because there's more to it than that so that's where you kind of use as an example <laughs> for extinct yeah and and i i think everybody remembers those ads if you're you know around oh, our right. age or right uh oh, seeing a little cartoon it, drawing yeah, yeah. It was very, it, the guy was very successful with it it was just amazing you know uh, oh yeah <laughs> well the idea or the thought that we still remember it uh, just shows how successful it was because, you know, you only remember things that are impactful. So it's pretty important. Uh, okay, so let's move on a little bit. What did Vince say about tempo? So, like, in his viewpoint of workout tempo, he wanted to have evenly spaced out sets, so mm-hmm. uh, time-wise. And so, you know, he wanted you to do things without any distractions, and so you move right. from one exercise to the next and have complete concentration uh, of what you're going to do next. You go to the next weight, pick it up, you're going to go to the next set. So just consistently keeping a pace going. So uh, in his viewpoint, doing a prescribed number of sets and reps without tempo is not going to produce the satisfaction. You're not going to get the satisfaction and the feeling of accomplishment um, that you can get as you see the progress being made by being really decisive moving the next exercise focus on what you're doing that's what he would consider to be tempo right right with that being said he also said be aware that when you're getting this fulfillment of getting success and you're seeing results don't feel like adding more work is going to be better and then basically overtraining you know right over tonus so he said he's really emphatic about it in that particular chapter saying don't do that Focus on this, maximize it, and again, keep it short. But as you get stronger, then then add the weight, but keep that pace up. So that mm-hmm. was some of the key takeaways I thought regarding that. That's pretty interesting. Now, uh, yeah, Armin, I, I did have a question for you. How does the 10, 8, 6, uh, 15 routine work? All right, so at this stage, uh, he's, he's adjusting the rep scheme once again. You know, from the from the further from the last um, session. Mm-hmm. So, what do you suggest here? And this one gets a little more complicated for people. So that's probably why you don't hear about it as much because there's a kind of a formula um, that you know some people agree with, don't agree with. But 
right, what you would right. do with the 10, 8, 6, 15 is your first set, you're going to do 10 reps with 50% of your maximum. So obviously it's not going to be a, um, you know, real heavy weight, but he wants mm -hmm. you to really focus on getting those 10 reps. And so then the second set is going to be eight reps with 75% of your maximum. So you're going to add more weight. And then the third set is just going to be six reps of your 100% of your maximum. So now that's kind of misleading because nobody can do six reps of a one rep max. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's a, there's a little way of approaching that. So basically he's just saying, find the, find the heavy weights you can use that you could barely get six reps with. So use that. So it was kind of misleading when he said that, but that is what it is. That's how he had it in there. Now the four set, okay, which is your last one is 15 reps. And then you drop down to 35% of your maximum. So there's a lot of calculations involved. Uh, you know, obviously the first time through, it's going to be pretty messy because you have no idea. You, you, well, you don't have a, you don't have a great idea what you're going to use and you're going right. to figure out because you may go over the rep scheme. You may, you may not make it, that kind of thing. But the purpose is, is to track it and then continue to refine that, that whole strategy. But well, it definitely seems, yeah, I mean, I mean, it definitely seems like it's, it can be very confusing, right? Yeah. So now I guess with that being said, to determine the percentages, uh, I would just suggest you go, you do a Google search because there's a lot of different <laughs> um, calculators that you can find. Which I was amazed how many there are that tell you how to calculate a one rep max based on what you're using now. So that oh, help okay. you to, to, to better understand your starting point. Mm -hmm. um, and again, there's like four or five, maybe six of them and, and probably more than that in a nutshell. But um, that would be the, the easiest way to me to knock that confusion out. Look up the calculator, put in, say, let's say you're doing dumbbell presses, you're getting, you know, 10 reps with 60 pound dumbbells. You would just put mm -hmm. this into the calculator system and it would tell you what your one rep max is. And then you would just recalculate from there and then you put together your, your training session. Gotcha. Uh, so again, gotcha. like on the six rep thing, you know, bottom line would be, it's not going to be hundred percent of your one rep max. So, you know, pick a weight that you feel you can get good, a good quality six reps with, because you're going to mm -hmm. be tired anyways. So you, you have to guess there. But once you get that figured out, then you'll just tweak it over time. Uh, and the other thing was, is in between each set, he, he was really emphatic about no more than 60 seconds rest and to do, you know, hyperventilating breathing in between to improve your oxygen levels. So that's where you, you bend over, put your hands on your knees, inhale through the pursed lips, exhale through the nose uh, to mm. load oxygen in, be in between the, the sets. So you, you get down with the, the set, you drop the weight and start to do the hyperventilating to reload your oxygen. So you get ready for the next set within that 60 second time period. So it's a lot more technical, bottom line. <laughs> wow. Yeah, for sure. So how did he split up the routine? So with this strategy, he was, his thought was, let's do three upper body and then two lower body workouts per week. Mm -hmm. And only want to, um, to add weight once per week to reduce using bad form. So he was like, don't be, don't be trying to add weight each workout. He says, focus on your form and everything. Then after a week, then look to add weight because you don't want your form to get sloppy. And then right, when it came to right. abdominals, he just felt like you should do the abdominal training only on your leg days. So that was another thing that he had, he had noted in there. Wow. Um, 
Armin, how many exercises uh, in this routine? So that was another interesting point, you know, because you're doing upper body and then mm-hmm. you do lower body. So he would just have one exercise per muscle group um, with the, with working this all the sets to failure, again, with good intensity, good focus and concentration and form. So it's just one exercise. So that was kind of a nice simplified way to approach it. Then after you learn learn it, then you could probably start to experiment more with maybe you know, swapping out an exercise and the time you train and using the, using the same strategy. So that would be something I would do after a period of time. Well, knowing Vince, I'm sure he had a certain list of exercises that he would recommend or suggest. So did he suggest certain ones? I'm sure he did. Right. Yeah. And so it's always interesting how he determines what exercises he wants to list on the program because you're trying to figure out what he's thinking. So in mm-hmm. this one, you know, he starts off with the chest. And so he does the wide grip neck press. You know, so that's a bench press, but you just press to the neck. And then he goes to the lats. He does a 45 degree pulley pull for the terrace major. And then he goes to delts, which is the barbell upright row. And he had specifics about how to execute that. And then for triceps, he did two dumbbell pullovers, which I felt was pretty interesting on that selection mm-hmm. and uh the, the bicep he did what he calls thumb under curls so you don't really you kind of have a hook grip when you're curling the, the dumbbells up and then he didn't really say anything for for forearms like he normally does so he's probably giving those a break and then mm-hmm. for the thighs it is basically you know the front squat and then you have calves he just did an alternate uh, calf heel raise so that was kind of it. So obviously, hmm. you know, you could substitute other things in there. Uh, I right, think for, right. with the thighs, though, I would probably do a little bit more for Mike because that's a weaker area for me. I would probably do a little mm-hmm. more from the standpoint of, of that rep scheme. So well, I'd probably do a couple of rounds of it would be my thought, right. But Did he have a suggestion on how long that you would do this routine? Again, those these are going to vary. So uh, it didn't really state. So you know, again, I'm going to go with the same answer I've been going with is probably a 12 to 16 week uh, period. Uh, right. Depending right. How you're responding. And if you're not making, you know, if you're making great gains, hang on to it, keep going. Um, Cause you know, if you do these different sections, you know, it could, it could be two or three years of different change up of training. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, once you get kind of, or whether it becomes kind of stale, then that's when you definitely want to go to the next the next section. Okay. Well, as we kind of wrap up the segment here, any final thoughts on program six of the master series? Well, based on what I got from it, uh, Vince felt like the success of the program really de- depends on you know doing the exercises outlined with no additions. So don't be adding more stuff in because he felt like mm-hmm. that would um, affect your your recovery. Uh, use maximum form, making the muscles burn and constantly strive to, to shorten the rest periods. You know, keep challenging yourself, keep increasing that intensity more than focus on adding the weight. You know, as you get good at it, then obviously you want to add the weight, but he always right. wanted great form. And so other things uh, that I would suggest is on some of these exercises, like I mentioned earlier, you, know, you may want to plug in different movements instead. Of, <clears throat> so for example, instead of doing the neck press, maybe after a period of time, start integrating the dumbbell chest press, you know, as another, another alternative and do the, 
you know, mm-hmm. 10, 8, 6, 15. Like for, for the back, he just has a pull down, but that doesn't get the, the width, the thickness of the back. So maybe throw a row movement in there, like cable rows or machine row or bent over rows. And then laterals, you know, maybe change up the kind of, you put some laterals in there instead of doing an upright row. Close mm-hmm. grip bench press instead of doing the dumbbell tricep extensions, doing the drag curl versus the thumb up curl, uh, leg press or hack squat instead of having to just do the, you know, the front squat, uh, and then standing or seated calf raise. So it's, that would be some things that I would probably incorporate to really uh, use this program and get a lot of different angles to the muscles and different movements. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, a lot of good information, Armin. As always, we appreciate it. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. Stand by for a quick bird from, uh, well, a quick word from NSP Nutrition. And Armin and I will be right back with the benefits of dark meat poultry. So stand by. NSP Nutrition was founded by Vince Gironda during bodybuilding's golden era. Vince wanted to supply his members with unique and nationally sourced supplements that would help accelerate their progress. NSP Nutrition stocks some of the same products it did when it first began in 1972. And you can discover our entire range of supplements and products at nspnutrition.com. Just use the code NSPSHOW at the checkout and save 10% on your first order. Hey, and welcome back to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Eckelbarger. And I'm Frank Mills, and hey, uh, before we get into the benefits of dark meat poultry, you know, Armin and I, we were talking a little bit yesterday and uh, talking about certain products from NSP that Armin takes, that I take, some things I don't take that Armin does, vice versa, but the one thing that we started talking about uh, was the probiotic by NSP and how well it works, and... Mm -hmm. um, how good it is for you. Um, Armin, I thought you might want to elaborate. I mean, th- this is a product that, you know, to me is life-changing. Um, it's something that that I think everybody should be taking is a good probiotic. What do you think? Yeah, if you want to have good gut health, help the absorption of your food and your nutrients, uh, I'm a big fan of it as well. I've been doing probiotics for a long time. Uh, this has 40 billion in it, so you've got a lot of good bacteria in there, which again helps to build the, the gut microbiome, keep that good bacteria in there, and then also the flora part of it. So, you know, because not everybody eats perfect. So this helps right. keep the gut functioning and keeps that immune system boosted. And again, the bottom line is you're going to absorb your nutrients better because that the, the things are functioning the right way in your system as far as the digestion. So I I highly recommend it. I think it's, and it also one other thing, it does make you real regular when it comes to going to the bathroom. And that's a good Mm -hmm. thing as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, the thing I've noticed too is since I've taken it, uh, energy level is up, made me feel better, you know, uh, able to process food better. So I encourage Mm -hmm. everybody to check out the NSP Probiotic 40, take a shot. Check it out. Uh, you'll be glad that you did. So, all right. Yeah, so that being said, um, let's right. talk about the benefits of dark meat poultry. Now, a lot of people, especially in this day and age, we're seeing a chicken breast, right? We're seeing wings, but we just want the drumsticks. We don't want the wing part. I see a lot of guys order this or the nuggets that, you know, are already pre-made. 
of white meat. And I, I thought this was a really interesting topic. And I was kind of curious, Armin, why you decided on this specifically. All right. So it's just annoying to me because you know, I'm really pretty much sick and tired of all the nutrition people and all these experts like, well, lean cuts of meat, lean cuts of meat, just eat the chicken right. breast, you know, and I'm just like, yeah, really? Because uh, there's other nutrients you're missing and right. it's not that big. It's not that big a deal. They act like it's a big deal. And I, I'm just really amazed by that. But, you know, that's what some people, yeah. they feel like, oh, that's a, it's a game game changer. And uh, we're going to talk about that. And I, I disagree. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, you know, even growing up, you know, uh, in my days of growing up, you know, when we had fried chicken or when we had mm-hmm. baked chicken or whatever, uh, you used the whole chicken. You used, oh, you yeah. know, the breast and, and the leg and all like that. So you were eating dark meat. I ate a lot of dark meat when I was a kid, but you're right. That stigma of white versus dark, it's out there and it's kind of moved me away from eating a lot of dark meat. It really has. So I'm kind of curious and, and I'm sure everybody else is on the differences between white and dark meat. Maybe you can help us out there. All right. Well, some of the uh, experts, uh, they feel like, well, white meat has uh, more protein, um, mm-hmm. but really it doesn't. I mean, it's mental. There's, for example, you have three grams less of, of protein in dark meat versus white, but that's only for three ounces. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're giving up a couple, uh, you know, a couple of things of protein, but at the end of the day, how much of a deal breaker is that and how much more critical is it? So mm-hmm. you know, again, because you're also missing out on other nutrients we're going to talk about that dark meat has that you're not going to get from white meat. So right, right. It's just like what Ben said. You know, use Mother Nature and balance it, and just mm-hmm. eat real food uh, versus taking this out and taking that out. And again, this right. is what affects your gut microbiome is taking out nutrients that your your body needs. So anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I am kind of curious, uh, and I'm sure everybody else is too. Maybe you could tell us some of the things that um, the nutrition gurus do not like about dark meat. Yeah, uh, well, it, it's just a. Again, I'm just like, okay, I just got to roll my eyes. But uh, obviously, because dark meat, you know, it has more fat. So, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I don't want that extra fat. Uh, and so because it has more fat, it has more calories and then you got your calorie counting people. So I get that, but you know, it's a whopping 27 calories for three ounces difference between white meat and dark meat. So we're, mm. we're not talking a whole lot here. Okay. Right. Right. And then when, when you get down the fat lane and they're all, oh, you got less fat. Well, that's another thing. You know, it sounds, they make it sound like it's a big deal, but again, it's, it's only four grams difference of fat versus for, for three ounces. So you have four grams extra fat. So that's, you know, nine kilocalories. That's where the 27 is going to come from. Mm-hmm. All right. But at the same time, and, and it's saturated fat. So they're all about, you know, get rid of saturated fat, get rid of saturated fat. It's like, you know, it's not that much. Just be realistic with it. Right. So right. That's, that's kind of how I'm doing with it. And so, you know, the other thing is, is, They'd say, well, white meat has more B vitamins, uh, specifically niacin, and then, you know, 
like that, which is vitamin B3 and then peroxidine, which is vitamin B6. Mm -hmm. It's not a big spread on that, but that's what they're going to use to prop it up to be, you know, superior meat choice. Uh, that's, and that's why I'm having to rant is like, uh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm amazed by some of these arguments. Right. Right. Well, I can tell you, uh, why I like dark meat, uh, or to mix it even is, you know, like on the grill, I have a rotisserie. So yeah, I'll put a whole chicken on there, man. And, uh, yeah, you know, the legs have dark meat in there and there's, you know, white and dark mix there. It's, it's, it's really good. And a lot of people I know, like when they go to the grocery store, you have options to buy it fried or you can buy a rotisserie chicken in a box, like yeah. ready to go. Right. And a lot of people buy that because they do like that dark meat. I'm kind of curious, Armin, why do you like dark meat? Well, that really, honestly, it, it tastes better. I mean, hell, yeah, better. I agree. It's more, more, I agree. It's more moist. You know, the the, the, the white meat just gets dry so fast. Okay, yeah, but absolutely. If you eat chicken, you you get the best of both worlds. You have both types of meat, so you're not really again giving up a whole lot. So, uh, here's the thing about dark meat. Okay, it, it contains higher levels of zinc, which help make testosterone. Right. You got right. more iron. You got more iron in it. Uh, you have vitamin C, you got riboflavin, you got thiamine, and then it, it's got a higher level of B12 than white meat. And B12 is really important for you know, recycling your amino acids. So, you know, why kick it out and why not have it? Right. What, I'm, what my argument is, is part of your complete meal plan versus, oh, I don't want that because, of, you know, it's got some extra fat in it and, uh, you know, extra calories, you know, just Mix them both together is what my argument is. Or it's okay. I mean, I love having a big plate of chicken wings. Right. And, you know, I love having all drumsticks. Okay. Because you're getting protein, I'm getting fat. And right. the thing is, when you have a little more fat, when you have a little more fat, you fill up quicker. Right. So, right. What the, what the hell? So, <laughs> well, when I have wings, I like the wing, which has dark meat oh, yeah. in it. And then I like the drumstick too. So, yeah. So that you can mix it up. You know, Armin, based on what we've learned, we're kind of really splitting hairs on which is better, right? In my opinion, yes. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I still favor dark meat in general because of how it tastes, uh, how it makes me feel. Mm -hmm. You also feel good because of the amount of um, the extra nutrients you're getting from it. You're not getting from the white meat. Right, and I got a right. little more fat in there. And I, I just think it's... Uh, really a great way to go so and i just overall i feel like some of these nutritionists make a big deal out of nothing on the right. differences uh and i mean you know if you're eating a good combination of food and you're having it staying within that calorie balance that they, they right. think you have to have and stuff then that's fine but don't don't be going to take that dark meat out you don't want that because right that, right it's just to me it's, it's ridiculous <laughs> All right. So I have a question for you. Um, you know, there are people out there that are anti-skin, uh, some that enjoy eating the skin, whether it's fried or rotisserie or however you prepare it. They like it crunchy. Yeah. They like, you know, uh, however, but you know, I'm kind of curious, are there any benefits to eating the skin? Yeah. So when you have the skin, you're going to, you know, 100 grams of chicken skin, you're basically going to get about 3.3 grams of glycine, 
which will hmm. help to help your skin, your muscles, it helps keep them healthy and strong. So glycine is a good thing to have. Uh, okay. Also, the uh, you're gonna it contains around 55% water, 35% connective tissue, but this is where you get collagen from. So that's a good thing. Collagen is another type of protein. It's not a complete protein, but this helps with keeping your skin uh, full. And mm -hmm. collagen in your system, the less likely you're going to wrinkle. So I think it's a great thing. Now, the, the arguments about not eating the skin, I get it, is that's where any chemicals can be absorbed in the fat and will be contained in the fat. So if you're really concerned about it, then as far as eating the skin then my strategy is okay don't eat this the skin that's around the breast area that's right. the denser uh skin but feel free to have the skin from the thighs the dark meat you know the, the, right. the, the wings the uh the, the the and also the drumsticks so mm -hmm. you know that i think is a good way to get some extra collagen in your system in a very easy manner and it it tastes good so you know don't get too bad I shape on it I agree with you. Uh, you know, well, being a guy like me, I grew up, you know, again, eating the whole chicken. We yeah. ate it in a lot of different ways. Uh, my mom back then probably didn't prepare it the best way. You know, the Crisco lard frying stuff. Uh, Same and, here. And, Same right? story. Yep. So I grew up with that. But, yeah, I'm kind of curious. Um, do you think it matters how you cook poultry? Are there certain options that are better than others? Well, um, you know, in my opinion, um, if you're watching your carbs, mm -hmm. then I'd recommend not, not deep frying and adding flour and that kind of stuff. So right, right. from that perspective, you watch your carbs. Okay. Cause that's really, and it's really not that much more beneficial to you. You know, so there's some new things you can do my daughter figured this out, which is really cool, is using an air fryer to create fried chicken with spices mm -hmm. and stuff. Man, she, it, it was awesome. So uh, I, I felt like if you want to have fried chicken, that's the easiest way to do it with the air fryer. Now, also with the air fryer, you know, the fat, it's just like a rotisserie type situation. The fat's going to run off. So it is going to affect uh, not having as much fat in there, which, mm -hmm. you know, what you're needing, it could be good and bad, but if you're concerned about the fat content, then it's going to drip off as you're air frying. So I like using that and it, it tastes, it tastes really good. I mean, what I do though, is I like, if my daughter's not going to do it, her formula, then I just use some Frank's red hot sauce and I mm -hmm. roll it in that and I put that in the air fryer. So it's, you know, you know, it's a little bit more spicy. Right. Right. Ha having the wings, man, it tastes really, really good. Uh, so I, that's just another way I go about it. And I really enjoy it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, um, another way where I grew up having it was baked. You can bake the chicken. It keeps yeah, a lot yeah. of those juices and fat in it, uh, which yeah. is really good too. Yeah, so, yeah. So, well, you know, there's a lot of options out there, but we're running out of time. So any final thoughts? Well, you know, naturally, just don't be afraid to put dark meat poultry into your, your meal plan. There's a lot of Absolutely. good nutrition benefits to it. Uh, and, you know, you, you're going to get more out of your food choices. Uh, and this is going to help your gut microbiome. You're not, you're going to get the zinc and the other things we talked about from the dark meat chicken. And you're going to get a little more, you're a little more fat, but it's not that much. Okay. And you're going to fill up probably a little quicker, which is going to offset that as right, well. Right. So just include it. 
in your in your meal plan or just have it by itself it's nothing wrong with that either i i really like dark meat chicken because it's moist you know, it does take a little longer to cook but it also reheats up nicely so mm -hmm. that's just that's just my thoughts on it <laughs> well a lot of great information and you know we rely on the audience for information so we're encouraging you to comment on the show uh to you know if if you have a topic uh, if you have a suggestion, a question, we want to hear from our audience, don't we, Armin? Yeah, that'd be great. Yep, keep it up. Absolutely. And, you know, the best way that you can do that is, like I said, you can comment right in the YouTube section under the show format that you have in question. If you have a topic or suggestion for the show, uh, maybe you'd like us to cover a certain topic that we haven't covered yet. We'd be happy to do yeah. that. And uh, you can email us at support at nspnutrition.com and you know mm -hmm. armin and i will be glad to do that armin's on youtube and we'll respond to your comments as well and uh you know we appreciate the comments and suggestions and topics that we've gotten so far too right armin oh yeah it's, it's real helpful and i think it's probably gonna help a lot more people as well because if somebody has that question there's probably a lot of other people have the same question or want a little more clarification so, absolutely yeah. absolutely well i know nsp nutrition thanks you armin and i thank you for joining us today whether you're listening or watching we do appreciate it and join armin right. and i next week for a brand new episode of the nsp nutrition show thanks Hey, thanks for checking out the NSP show. Go to nspnutrition.com where you can find a whole heap of resources to help you achieve stunning definition and eye-popping levels of muscularity. Don't forget you can save 10% on your first order by using the code NSP show at the checkout. Catch you next time.